Welcome to Dear Alice, a lifestyle approach to interior design. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Dear Alice. Today, we are going to put all of the fundamental design principles into one episode. I feel like we give you guys little bits of information like over your dining table, you should hang your chandelier this height to this height. Here's the range. We're like, we should do an episode for these guys where when they are finally ready to make a remodeling move or maybe you're rearranging your furniture this year, you're probably all going to be working on some little project because you love interiors. So do we. We're all ready to make a move. Maybe it's just, you know, rearranging furniture from one room to the next or redoing your bedroom or whatever. We're going to give you dimensions that you need to know. So you're going to want to kind of bookmark this because you're going to come back to it. I think again and again in your lifetime, just to make sure that you are getting the spacing right. These are things that you would learn if you went to design school or you'd learn from interacting from architects or just trying a lot. We have a showroom, so we're constantly rearranging the furniture and taking risks and learning that those things work and we're locking those things into. So we're going to teach you some fundamental design principles is what we're talking, calling this today. Specifically dimensions, I think. I think this is a really valuable episode and you don't have to pay for tuition. You just get to listen. Yeah. You just get to listen. And you can just not make the mistake. Yes. Listen to this first not make the mistake. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Totally. Exactly. Good stuff. Um, but first I wanted to tell you guys a little bit about um, our insiders list at Alice Lane Home. We have an insiders list. You guys should all be on it if you're listening to Dear Alice, where you get special privileges. Um, we're going to give you guys um, first access to any sales. We're going to tell you about new product drops before. We're going to let you know if they come back into stock so you can buy it before the rest of the masses do. We'll give you tips and tricks design-wise. Um, there's a lot of different benefits. But if you go to um, alicelanehome.com and then um, subscribe to the insiders list, that is going to be a pro tip that I'm going to give you for today. Big sister, yeah. Yes, I'm a big sister into that. Um, okay, Corey, give us a review. Yes. This is from Love Design 2. Love Amazing Design 2. Yeah. Yes. Uh, she said, or he or she said, the hosts are smart, charming, and have deep insight about design, educational and entertaining. Oh, that's great. It's amazing. Thank you. Yeah. The point. Thanks for calling us deep. And charming. <laughs> yes. That's great. Well, thank you for listening. Um, love Design 2 and for the great review. We so appreciate it. So good. Um, host chat today, you guys. Surprise. <laughs> what should we talk oh, about? Oh, this is candid. Wow. What's okay. going on for you guys? Oh, man. I'm building this cabin and it is I'm not, it stresses me out. It's kind of a nightmare I'm dealing with. I mean, you know, because I'm dealing with like sewer stuff. I and know, you're dealing I'm just with your like, I'm like, but at least issue. it's a new build. What's going on with me is that we had a flat in our basement. Wait, so. wait, wait, wait. You <laughs> guys, you remodel? Yeah. Suzanne has another emergency <laughs> remodel for the year 2024. Not, I mean, really is pretty, but we're going to get it. The other one isn't quite done. The first emergency <laughs> remodel. So when it is, we're going to take you, we're going to do a whole episode on it and we're going to show you pictures. So you'll for sure want it. By the way, we should do a walkthrough is what we yes. should do. Walk oh through. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yes. Podcast episodes. We my bathroom. Yes. A walk and talk. We should do it. But funny. here's what I want to say to you guys. Podcast in my bathroom. Everyone. Is- <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to sit on the sink. Corey's going to be in the shower. Yes. Um, here's what I want to say within the sound of my voice. We are on YouTube now, so if you guys want, you can watch us do this. You don't have you don't have to. In fact, when I see the little quick takes, I'm like, oh my gosh, please, we can't show that to anybody. But uh, we look like this for a whole episode. Um, it is what it is. But you can see us. We show pictures of what we're talking about. So if you want visuals, tune in. Dear Alice is on YouTube, and you can see this episode, which is really fun. Funny story about that. I see all the shorts on YouTube, and the ones where I... I'm like starting the conversation. I'm just like, gosh, man, I probably should move to the other side of the table because I'm not loving my right side. <laughs> and uh, then I was like looking in the mirror at my left side. I was like, I'm going to stay where I'm at on the table. <laughs> <'Cause>, <laughs> Turns I out I don't yeah. like my left side either. Yeah, so I was like, okay. Oh, you learn, gosh. You learn about, you learn something new about yourself. You're like, Sue's right side's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Spare her. I was thinking, I was like, I wonder if I could convince Sue to switch me, how she would feel. Yeah, I don't know. But I was like, then I was like, no. Maybe just keep listening and don't watch us. (laughs) Um, But with that, so Suzanne Hall just got a new emergency remodel. Her basement flooded with her sewer. 
And so <laughs> she's just, just trying that to... new house, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I have to say today. Oh, man. this When did this There's happen? too much soul to a remodel. Oh, gosh. <laughs> too much guts and grossness and soul. Oh. Anyway, this happened. We I was actually in St. George doing a photo shoot for, like, these two homes that we finished that we just need. So I went down there for a week and blessed Tom. Sorry, he got to, like... He got all the boys down. Everyone's down. He's just doing some pickup. He's going down to the basement to pick up the toys. And like, just, oh my like, gosh. just oh. anyway, sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, bless him. The restoration companies come. They've torn everything up. So right now I have a very torn up basement that does not like, not enough RMR. like diffusers can like yeah. diffuse the smells. So anyway, <laughs> yep. Septic shitter was full. Septic got pumped. Wait, it wasn't full oxygen. So all the toys that were on the ground, were those just disposed of or do you can wash those? A lot of them were actually in the room that didn't, didn't get, get affected. Didn't get it. Oh, no, that's mostly great. just like the bathroom. Because I know your your fortune is in art and toys, sure I would is. say. Sure <laughs> so but luckily I rotate my fortune. toys in and out. So, yeah. so they were in the other short room that was unaffected. So Good job. Anyway, just, yeah, a few rugs and stuff. But you guys, it was, I've said this before, it was like Lord of the Flies. And it was kind of nice having a space that you just don't care about. That you're like, kids, be free. Do whatever you will. Yeah. You know, but but now, like, anyway, I have to make some some quick, fast decisions. So good thing I do this for a living. Yep. And we're going to get it done. So 2024 looks like that. Yes. Guys. You're going to yeah. love the end of it, though. Oh, I know. I'm like, you always come out on top. Yeah. Yeah. Sus was like, I got to go and get my computer on the weekend because I got to put my own house in CAD and figure out how we're going to redo this yep. thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which is hard to your own house, but, and you're faced with a lot, you, you're faced with a million decisions all at once. You've got to make that are timely and ensure, and unfortunately there's like insurance involved. Also, luckily. fields and yeah. stuff like that too. Yeah. So, anyway. Good times. At the end of the day, we know what to do. Yeah. And it'll get there. But until we'll then, get I there. will relish. Isn't that beautiful that my two bathrooms were almost done when that happened? Yes. It could be worse. It could be worse. Yeah. And when I'm putting thing. back the, the basement back together, Susan's going to use some of these household fundamental design principles oh, that exactly. everyone needs to know. Should <laughs> yes. we get into it? Let's get into it. it. Okay, cool. So the first one, um, which I think is important to know, is that all of your pathways, so hallways in between in between furniture, like if that's just the way that you're going to enter into the room, we need at least 36 inches. So if you're planning any remodels, um, if you're trying to figure out how to rearrange your furniture, how much space should be behind your sofa if you're going to be able, if you're going to be walking behind your sofa to get to a chair or to get into the room, it's the answer is 36 inches. Mm -hmm. So if you're like, why does my room not feel right? Um, you, I just think if sometimes you kind of check yourself with this, what's another reason why they would want to know the three feet, the three foot rule? I think in school you learned that 36 is just like your minimum for code. So that's just like for ADA spaces, you know, disabilities, mm -hmm. wheelchairs, anything like that. You need at least 36 inches to, for that one wheelchair to get through. Mm -hmm. And so it's just, and just like for two humans to usually pass each other, it's about 36 inches, you know, for comfort wise. Now in certain spaces, like in the showroom, like we can like change that up or you might have such a small space that there's some intrigue to having things shimmed up. But mm -hmm. as a general rule, yeah, 36. If you're doing a remodel, your, you have to use those 36 yeah. inch pathways or you're not going to pass code. So if you're like Suze is doing this remodel right now in her basement, she knows she needs certain you know, you are also grandfathered in because your house was built in the seventies. Yeah. So you probably don't, be you don't need to have an inspector come through. So y'all can go hog wild, yeah. but you know, 36 inches feels good. <laughs> yeah. Suckers yeah. <laughs> suckers who buy the house oh. after you. No, but just like yeah. comfort, like human scale comfort wise, that's just like a grand old study that 36 inches is like the number. Like yeah. If there's one number that you remember from this episode, it's a 36 inch pathway. For anything. Yeah. So. Your hallways anyway. should be at least 36 inches wide. If for some reason you're walking down a hallway and you're like, this is awesome. This feels really good. And you can't put your finger on it. It's probably because they have like Width. a four foot or a five foot hallway. And that feels really luxurious. Yeah. Um, and there's room for maybe a bench, you know, with art above it and stuff like that. So that's when start things start to feel kind of special is, is when they're bigger than the minimum. Um, stairways, right? Going up the stairs has yeah. to be at least 36, 36. inches. Yep. So anyway, keep that in mind as you're working through, through remodels. Now in the kitchen, between your island and your cabinetry, right? There's the a space area. there you, where your oven is. That's where you don't want to go 36. You can if you like. It will pass code. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
And just depending on how much space you have, like 36, like is your minimum. And that might be all you can afford to go anyway. So, um, but in any home that we're doing right now, I really like 48, Mm -hmm. just like sometimes like the architect will draw it in it, like almost like five feet. So you have 60 inches and that becomes like too big to me, Uh especially when you think about this, the width of runners Yes, and just like two humans, 48 is like really nice. Cause like a human can be standing there. You can pull down the dishwasher door or pull open the range, you know, and like someone can still pass by. So I really do like 48. Yeah. Or if, if I'm at the stove and Adam's cleaning up behind me at the kitchen sink, our bums aren't touching, mm-hmm. you know, because we have 48 inches. Mm-hmm. So yeah. that feels really comfortable, like especially that. with big, huge doors opening and closing. Also your fridge door swing. Mm-hmm. You can get away with 36, but it's nice if you can swing and you as a human can stand there too. A little to bit, survey. a little, yes, yeah. to survey what's in the fridge, a little yeah. bit more than 36 feels better. I think even though agreed. the minimum is 36. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. And some cabinet guys will probably try to talk you out of that or even be like, oh, let's do 42. I can say with personal experience, 42 doesn't do you much favors. Uh-huh. That six inches doesn't sound like a lot, but it really is. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. In my old house, I had, I think I had 40 inches. Mm-hmm. And if the dishwasher, someone was loading or unloading the dishwasher, better just walk oh, around. Man. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is like, I mean, sounds like not a big deal, but it, it was. Personal yeah. problems. Yeah, for sure, exactly. But, but it is like when you can control it, 248. Yep. yep. I'd yep. rather have a less deep island and more space there than like, mm-hmm. you know, a, yeah. a, a deeper island. That's yeah. my personal. More space to circulate and be a human and have a human experience. Yeah. And entertaining. Because that island like that. doesn't care. It's not alive. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It doesn't care how bad it is. That's a really good comment. <laughs> the island doesn't care. <laughs> put that on Can a t shirt. Put that on a t shirt or something. <laughs> I'm going to go home. <laughs> this is episode three, guys. Uh, you guys, okay. this next one, I con- I'm constantly talking to McKinley, who does the showroom with me. I'm like, okay, remind me again the dimension. So this one is for living rooms, family rooms, anywhere that you're going to have a cocktail table. Suzanne, what is the distance between the sofa, the, the end of the sofa and the cocktail table? It's 18 inches. 18 inches, yeah. 18 inches. So guys, check yourself. Like really get out the tape measure and see where your cocktail yeah. table is. Yeah. Because it it really is just exactly perfect at 18 inches. It is. I have yeah. a funny story about this. Like when I was going to design school, um, we were talking about this and we're doing space planning and Darren Brooks, like one of my favorite professors was teaching it. And he, he had an intern and her name was Cody and she was older and, and she must've had some design experience. Cause he was just like, he got to this point. He's just like, Cody, would you ever do less or more than 18 inches between your sofa and your cocktail table? And she's like, never, <laughs> never. Like, I'm just like, so I've never forgotten 18 inches because of that moment. Never more or less than 18 inches. So yeah. anyway, so funny huh? inches, guys. Yeah. Cause <laughs> otherwise funny. the cocktail table just feels like it's out in the middle of the room and yeah. nobody can actually use it when you're it's like, intended uh, for. Or you have to, to put like, your, your foot up there and you get it. Going <laughs> and you're like, gosh, dang it. Just you slide your butt it, to the edge of the sofa. Who put it 24 inches away from the sofa? <laughs> or you have to stand up to walk forward if you, while you're crouched, <laughs> oh, while you're yeah, crouched man. to put your drink down <laughs> and your quads are burning by the time, by the time you get to the cocktail table. sit. Yeah. No, but really you go in those homes and those cocktail tables are just you like little islands and in it's, the middle of and the it's sitting carpet. on and it's sitting on a four by six rug in the middle of the room and you're like what <laughs> what the front feet of the furniture can't this fit this what's Jeez the Louise. point of the cocktail table oh. if you learn nothing else today just at least learn where your cocktail table right. goes i think the next party i have i'm gonna move that cocktail table out just to see people doing that <laughs> <laughs> squat while they walk to go yeah. put their drink down you know what's gonna happen yeah put their drink on the carpet it's gonna spill probably mm-hmm. or yeah. they're never gonna to come back every night. Too much space. Okay, okay, let's talk about rugs. What do you have here, Sue? Okay, so rugs, we always say go larger than you think. Um, like in a normal living room, it used to be like an eight by 10 is fine or a nine by 12, but really like for the living rooms that like we're dealing with, yeah, good to go big as big as possible. And it also used to be like, you can just put the front feet of the sofa on the rug and that's fine. You'll get away with it. But the longer we've done this, we're just like, if you can get as much of that sofa you know, or even the console table behind there. If you can be as gracious with that rug Mm -hmm. as the room will allow, do it like 100%. And so, um, used to be a thing like from like the border of the room, like to have it be like 24 inches 
from the wall to like the edges the start of the, of the rugs. Rug. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing that I've always kept in mind, but there's uh, that rule always changes depending on the room. For yeah. Me. So, and really it's focused on like, what is the scene? Here's what I doing. like what you're saying though. I like that you're saying the rule is for the room. It's not for the furniture arrangement where everybody thinks of it as the furniture arrangement and just get those front feet on it. Yeah. We're like, no, 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 no. If your room is 20 by 20, you're going to get an 18 by 18 rug and you're going to be 24 inches in and that feels gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. So you feel like what the material is happening underneath it, Uh but it's still like, it's kind of like placing that room within a room and you can do whatever you want on the top because you have the, you know, the size of the rug on your side. Yeah. So So pretty. Yeah. So great. Remember 24, um, just as a rule, but just go as big as you can. Yeah. So that's great. Let's talk about TV viewing heights. Okay. I put this in for you guys. (laughs) Amazing. So oh, the the was... rule is the center of the screen should be how high from the floor? 42. Yeah. It's like kind of what you learn. So when we talk about the TV being mounted above the fireplace, this is why that's contradictory to what we know as an actual like human dimension Guys, rule. 42 mm. inches is less than four feet, yeah. right? This is six inch less than four this feet. This is the center of TV for you when you're sitting down for like optimal, like eye level viewing yeah. is that 42 to center of your TV. Mm. So, and that, and that can change a little bit depending on like how, how big your screen is, how deep your room is, how, you know, where that sofa, how tall you are, how low the sofa is. But that's just like a general rule that's like in our human dimensions book is 42 inches from floor to center of TV. Mm -hmm. So probably if you're on like an 18 inch seat height or something like that, something very like your torso, average torso to like be able to view at that, you're 42. Great. That's a great rule. Yeah. Awesome. And then. Yeah, and you can look it up. I found like there's like a little glossary on just like depending on how big of a TV you have, there's rules on like how far away, kind of the range of like where your sofa should sit into, you know, in relation to the actual TV for mm-hmm. optimal viewing. So like if you're six feet away from your wall, you're probably not going to get the 85 inch not, no. TV because it's. Suzanne would. You got to look Shut left and right to see the whole thing. Suzanne Hall has the biggest <laughs> you're, TV you're I've probably, ever seen. You're probably <laughs> like 11 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> I am apart because I, t- I have a 12 foot long rug. Oh yeah, you're right. So you're right. You're right. Small houses are deceiving Jessica Bennett. Because it is a big TV. <laughs> <laughs> Sue's paid attention <laughs> to the scale. Sometimes I'm like, sometimes I'm like, Sue, are you a frat boy? Why do you have <laughs> such a big TV? I'm raising frat boys. I'm raising three boys. You can't beat them, join them. You know? Oh, exactly. And I'm going to do the right TV, the frame TV. So yes. At least it's as pretty as possible. Your house is so beautiful. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm just have, giving you a I'm hard time. Have you come over to, with the tape measure. I'm going to give you a Megaplex tumbler and <laughs> some popcorn for you because you're going to feel like you're at the cinema. I am going to feel like uh, I'm at the cinema. That's the best. Oh, sorry, guys. Okay. Yeah. I do okay. think though, like these points are good. Um, yeah. Like we won't read all the dimensions, but if you do have a really large room, you can look up the dimensions. Like, uh, is my sofa too far away from the TV? And you're like, no, it's going to be fine as long as you get the 85 inch TV, mm-hmm. because you're going to sit between 10 and a half or 17 and a half feet away from the screen. So there's dimensions that, that give you a good proximity to what size TV sh- you should have to where your sofas are. Oh, look yep. at this. Or you can TV, go. You should sit between nine and a half and 15 and a half feet. And I think oh, I'm about 12. What there about you go. That? Oh, that's <laughs> it's right in the pocket <laughs> right there. <laughs> Suzanne Hall, you win. You win. I love it. No, it's obscene. Let's talk anyway. kitchen. Okay, kitchen. You guys, there's a lot of dimensions in a kitchen. Like this is where we start on a house when we're designing. And there's so many things that like we know the rules. And then there's some things I'm going to say that we bend the rule a little bit consistently. And so I feel like it's our rule, right? Mm-hmm. Um, cabinet heights. I want to talk about this because like you have your cabinet height at 36 inches that from the ground to the top of your countertop, please don't go 38 unless you are Rudy Gobert or someone ridiculously tall and you need to raise it. Just know that you'll have to customize your stools. You'll have to customize all these things. So please stay at 36 inches for just like, I don't know, your own mental health in getting everything else you need to get for this space. Gordon. Yeah. Uh, minor 37 that's okay. I mean, thickness of material and all of that, you're fine, right? Yes. I was not wanting that. Here's the other thing is yeah. like, if that were your counter height's at, yeah. y- we had already purchased our um, range because it was back in the day yeah. when you like needed to 12 months before you needed it. Yeah. Um, so 37 is as high as I could get uh, the adjustable feet the on that. Yeah. On, on the range to where like it wasn't sitting below my counter height. And the reason it's 37, Gosh, I built the cabinets, right? Yeah. 34 and a half. Then you get, you know, inch and a half material. Exactly. Well, sub. Yeah. 
what the countertop guys did because it was easiest is they put an inch and an eighth material on top of mine and then place their countertops on top of that. Kill me. And it was before I saw it, it was already installed. And like, I was like, ah, so it was. But it will create headaches. Yes. Right. If yeah. You keep that in check. Yeah. It uh-huh. was a uh, domino effect of, of issues. Cause I was like, okay. And I finally got over it. And I was like, not steaming anymore. And then like the rain showed up, like the, and I was like, this is exactly why I had a fit about it last week. Cause I knew it was going to cause a chain reaction yeah, of issues, totally. but oh, yes. So true. So just yeah. be cognizant of those things yes. because they really can be a headache. Yes, We're totally. doing a commercial space right now at a software company <laughs> yes. and their massive, huge Island. I don't know if it's an ADA height thing. It's 33. It's so between good. dining table height and regular and height? counter height. Dining tables, 30 right the, guys. Dining tables are 30 inches high. Countertops are 36 inches high. This is sitting at 33. So we can't use a dining chair, but we also can't use a counter, a bar stool, mm-hmm. counter stool. Unless you don't want to fit your legs. Unless you that. want to get a counter stool with wood legs that you can cut down to a custom height to fit this made up height. That I'm like, I don't think that this is an ADA thing because the ADA would be wheelchair height and they'd want to be at 30 inches high. Mm-hmm. For, for at a, and we and we have a dining table for them to be able to sit at, so we've taken care of that. But we're like, who made up the thirty three inch thing? <laughs> like you can't use a chair or a stool, so that's why you really want to get that right, rules, so that your oven doesn't sit below the countertops, and also so your bar stools are the right height. Yeah. Do not freestyle on kitchen dimensions, y'all. Did they yeah. forget a toe kick because a toe kick is three inches. Maybe it's an it's, island. No, it's an island. Yeah. I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know. Yeah, your cabinet maker. I'm sure it's spinning. Your head, but yeah. yeah, yeah, sounds like someone it's forgot the toe kick and they just put totally. those those I'm boxes go with, right on the floor. I'm gonna forget. I'm okay. gonna go with that. I think they did forget the toe kick. Okay, so we, we've so now we've created like that actual like your perimeter countertops, like where that base cabinet is going, is 36 inches high. Usually from the countertop to the bottom of the upper cabinets is 18 inches. Mm-hmm. That's standard. Everyone usually does that. Historic, like we've been making it 20 recently. I was just well, like say. the last couple, like several years, we have specifically for kitchen aids mm-hmm. or just like for just like tabletop appliances and just like breath, mm-hmm. you know, to be able to like use those things and still be able to operate your doors. Yeah. And 20, I feel like is still a good height. That's not getting too high, you know, cause from the floor, what are you, you're 36, 46, 56, mm-hmm. you know, to grab that. So yeah. anyway, so I wouldn't go I feel higher like than though, 20. You also, um, I would check your client's height for sure because if they're five feet tall, those extra two inches to get their that glasses makes, down yeah. makes a difference. It does. So I put my uppers yeah. at twenty. Yeah, they're now like just like un- under nineteen or something like that because yeah. of the countertop. Yeah. I again annoying. Um, I feel like the height of the upper, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you're gonna like break that into you know two. Mm-hmm. It works better to me at, it, it just almost looks, feels too long. They're like too elongated if it's 18 and you have like, you go to the ceiling from yeah, there. Yeah, true. So yeah. it looks awkward to me when yeah. it's like that. But. I'm like visually elevation wise when I walk it, I'm like, I've liked, I've liked the 20. I like the way the backsplash is revealed. I like, you know, cause you do get shadow from the upper cabinet onto the backsplash. So you yeah. just get to appreciate a couple more inches of it. Mm-hmm. And I think functionally, like just with the amount of tabletop coffee makers, all these things that we have on our countertops, it just works better. Yeah. So good. Yeah. That's so, a really good yeah. pro tip. I like so that. The 18, 20 for area. So, mm-hmm. um, another thing that we ran into a few years back was just like, historically you do your uppers at 12 inches deep. And if you're inset, like that eats up some of your depth, if you don't account oh, for that. Good point. So if you're or going if you have inset, a face frame. or if you have a face frame, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so like, we've been like kind of playing with like that 14 inch deep so that you can fit your plates. Cause that did happen where she couldn't fit her plates. Your dinner plates are generally 10 inch dinner plate. Mm-hmm. So if you're dealing with a 12 inch upper plus an inset, then your dinner plates, you can't close the door on your cabinets, which is so frustrating. But let's just say you have chargers to put under your dinner plates. Those are going in a drawer somewhere because they're not going to fit in those upper cabinets. So keep that in mind if you guys are doing a custom build or a renovation on your kitchen. Keep in mind what you want to put in those upper cabinets because you don't have to stick with the general 12 inches, you can go 14. 14. Yeah, that's been our favorite lately. Upper Upper cabinet cabinet depth. depth. The reason cabinet builders don't do that is because you can take a four by eight sheet, which is, it's actually 49 inches wide. And then, yeah, you can cut it into four. Mm -hmm. So they yield better that way. 
Um, but yeah, I, we I custom homes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, yeah. totally. But that really makes sense though. When you look at like the actual, like we're just going to have them providing. go ahead and use that yield and shelving yeah, or they'll use sure. it in other ways. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly. Yeah. They'll figure it out. Yeah. So, so yeah. So 14 inches deep. I like on upper cabinets. I um, like that. Okay. One thing I want to note that like hoods. Um, so when we're doing like a, a kitchen and we have like our range, you know, which we do some really beautiful ranges. Um, I try not to have it. I, the max usually for like an actual efficiency for your venting on your hood above your range is like 36. That's the highest that they usually want to go for like optimum ventilation. Now, and I, I don't think we've ever gone lower than that. It's always been probably 36 from top of range to bottom of hood and that vent. Um, but we have gone even above that. It does like decrease some of the circulations, but depending on the height of your room, you know, that 42 or the height of your client, mm -hmm. if they're really tall and like they're looking at that vent, like right in the eye or something, like really look at the scale of you. If you're doing this for yourself or for your clients, yeah. you know, and like put that little figure on your drawing to be like, okay, how are they sitting in relation to the height of this hood? Guys, when Sue says put that little figure on your drawing, we draw a stick figure um, in our kitchen plan. So we have height for, let's say it's a husband wife. So we'll have the husband height and the wife height. And we have that on our drawing the whole time so that we make sure we're checking their scale with their space. Cause it's terrible if you lean forward to stir your pot on the back stove and he hits his forehead on that range hood, you can make that range hood 42 inches high. And then he can clear that without having to hit his head every time on that steel hood, yeah. you know? Um, that's what we're trying to say, just to make it more comfortable for the actual people that the house is being built for. So I would say as a rule, 36 is like probably what we do the very most, but we go to 42 occasionally, depending on the person. Yeah. So 36 to 42 above the range for your hood height, like where that starts. And then if you have the room. Oh, yeah. Width. Oh, yeah. Width, width right here. Width on um, oh. So usually we go six inches. I like six inches on each side, just of the hood. So if you have a 60 inch range then I'm going to go 70 inches on the width of my hood mm -hmm. just for just like the overall look. I think it's just prettier yeah. too when it sits wider and it's not exactly 60 inches mm -hmm. going up and down. And then you figure out your the rhythm of your other shelves or cabinets, cabinets. above. Yeah. yeah. That's actually better for ventilation too, because mm -hmm. there's even some manufacturers that like they're, you know, they'll have like a 36 inch mm -hmm. range and then a 30 inch like the hood above it. And it's like, that's not <laughs> even going to, oh. like you have burners that are outside yeah. of that, like uh -huh. uh, outside of the ventilation. So yeah. it's honestly, it's not even doing yeah. you any favors. In the old days though, remember they put a microwave above the stove yeah. and they had some little fan like with a, a metal lip. Yep. Yeah. And that was, you still have one of those? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess they were quite a bit smaller and now obviously. It's terrible ventilation. Mm -hmm. But I'll tell you like when we're designing a kitchen, we're the party starter in the kitchen is the, the, the range and the range hood. And then we design the rhythms after that, mm -hmm. after we get that piece figured out. So this is a really important piece. Yeah. This is the nucleus of the kitchen, mm -hmm. if you will. Yeah. And it's what yeah. you see when you walk in sometimes because of like the island and stuff, you don't even see the range yet, but mm -hmm. you see the hood because that's what's reaching yes, out. We center everything on that moment. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the money shot. Yeah. So. It's literally the money shot because that 60 inch range and you. that 70 inch hood <laughs> are going to cost, car cost you the price of a limousine. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yay is right. <laughs> so remember those 36 mm -hmm. and 42 above the range to where your hood starts and then six inches on each side for the width of your hood, I think is ideal. Mm -hmm. um, I just want to note this because like, hopefully everyone knows about the counter depth fridge and freezer. Um, it's just, it's such a bummer when you're dealing with a full size fridge and then it like pops out, you know, it's it's like, like, yeah. I'm here. It's like, just like, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, and then you have to jog around there and walk uh, around to get to the countertop. So, um, whenever we can, we, we, well, we always do this. We always do a counter depth fridge and freezer, um, mm -hmm. just so that it stays nice and flush with the plane of the cabinetry. Cause those are all at 24 inches deep. Mm -hmm. And so they have depth, you know, 24 inch depth, like fridge and freezer units. So I would just say really consider that. Um, I know you won't get as much storage, but It'll just go you. go wider if you can. Yeah. It'll so give you the most integrated look. You're going to get a fridge in the garage. Everybody's got a fridge in the That's garage these yeah. days. Yay. Yes, Yay. I have also, one I in my pantry. <laughs> I didn't know this, but mm -hmm. in colder climates, you have to have a fridge that is 
that can uh, go out in a garage. <gasps> mine does There's not. It's so in the winter. It doesn't start cooling itself off because the garage temperature drops so much. Oh. So if you're going to do that. Good to know. Get the go. outside one. Yes. Good to know. Good. Okay. Thank you, Corey Place. Adding value. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Um, Did you know that 35% of adults report experiencing poor sleep quality? Let me put you onto something that is going to transform your sleep. Cozy Earth Bedding is temperature regulating people. This is huge. If you and your spouse do not sleep at the same temperature, which most people don't, I'm freezing, my husband's hot. This is a massive benefit and breakthrough for us when we started sleeping on Cozy Earth. You can both sleep on the same mattress with the same sheets and be completely comfortable. They also have a 100-night sleep trial guarantee and a 10-year warranty, which I don't know of anybody that does this. They're that confident in the product, and so am I. When I first touched Cozy Earth products, I could not believe the soft hand on it. It also almost has like a cool feel to your hand. To your um, hand, it's like slippery dolphin. Like your feet swishing around is so so addictive. I can't sleep with anything but cozy earth sheets. I'm obsessed. Um, also, you need to treat yourself to the ultimate comfort with cozy earth. I love the sleepwear. I love the sweats, and the bedding is amazing. You can prioritize your self care sleep health if you just head over to cozyearth.com and use the promo code dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off you guys we don't have to wait for a sale you can use this anytime again the code is dear alice for an exclusive 35 percent off better sleep awaits you with cozy earth should we talk bathrooms yes let's do it okay bathrooms um if you're lucky like we do a lot of like benches in our showers um or the showers we're doing and yeah. so I just want people to know that like I've read that some people are just like it's anywhere from like 12 to 16 I like like minimum at 14 is still a perch it's not a steam shower mm-hmm. I don't think at a 14 I think like you're anywhere from like 14 inches to 18 inches deep like yeah. for comfort 14 is our minimum 18 I think is comfortable yep. yeah your smaller ones are just simply a shampoo ledge and some are just to put a toe so you can shave your legs but yeah this gives you more luxury yeah. if you did need to Sit down. Let's say you're sick, or I don't know. There's, there's. I don't know. Why would you steam sit? showers? I think oh a yeah, a lot of steam showers. Like men, like you know. And sometimes we've even gone a little bit deeper than that, like to yeah. twenty, depending on the human that's really going to be benefiting from the steam shower. Mm-hmm. Um, but usually, I think eighteen is a really good average standard depth for a bench if you're going to be sitting in a steam shower. Mm-hmm. So it also visually looks more Action. luxurious. Yeah, that little ledge, that perch is just—it's just a token. You don't really know what to do with it. Yeah, no, I you guess don't. you're like, I'll put my toe on it, but you it doesn't know. seem accommodating to the human body. Yeah, yeah. Um, one thing I want to say on here, one of our designers is just like, don't forget to tell them about the comfort height toilet. <laughs> yes, versus a standard height toilet. And I looked up and I'm like, I didn't even like realize the difference. A standard height toilet is 15 inches high. The comfort height is 17 to 19. Which so, is normal seat height. Which is a normal seat height. So when you're sitting in like an old school toilet, you probably feel like you're sitting in a, like a dollhouse. Yeah. You know? A you juvenile, know? like a juvenile yeah. toilet a for the children I'm to be potty trained on. Children. Yeah. Anyway. So. And those bowls, I feel like too, are oh, like just shallower. For, the, for guys. Yeah. They are the worst. <laughs> Can you be really specific? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I've heard all my Let brothers you, yes. say so, that too. <laughs> yeah, totally. Your anatomy just doesn't work out with uh, it. So yeah, you need the yeah. elongated bowl and the comfort seat height. Yeah. To, so. yeah. And you know what? When you are going to like remodel or do this big project you're about to embark on, um, go and sit on toilets. I thought you were going to say something else. I thought you were going to say when you're going to go number two. And I was like, no, Sue, don't do that. Don't go there. there. Yeah, no, No. I agree though. Do sit sit on on toilets toilets. with your clothes on, with your clothes on. And and, like, and sit in the tubs. Like yes. tubs to make sure, like we bought this, like incredibly specified, this incredible waterworks, which is like the premier plumbing line for a client that bathes every day. Like it's part of her, like she has an illness where she bathes like two, three times a day mm-hmm. and waterworks tub shows up in her garage while they're remodeling the home. She Was goes and sits in it. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yeah. yeah. And she goes and sits in it and it costs a great deal of money. And she's just like, it wasn't cause she's super petite and she sat and she's just like, this isn't going to work. Like this fits my body terribly. So we learned very quickly that day when we returned a uh, waterworks tub that you need to go like sit 
sit on the toilet and lie down in your tub mm-hmm. and like just understand spatially. And you know, I think this is re- this is something we do in the design center when you are like space planning for how bare, say your architect has this size shower on the floor plan. You're like, that looks fine. Tape that out and have you, if you're sharing with somebody else or whatever, like figure out, like usually there's two designers and we're just like, we're good. That's good. That's not too big. That's not too small. Uh-huh. Sounds super weird, but this is like what we do to make sure we get it right. So yeah. it's not going to feel too small and you're going to get, you know, it's going to be cramped or if it's not going to be too big and you're going to be freezing mm-hmm. inside a massive car wash of a thing. So yep. anyway, so tape that out, get the dimensions from your architect on these really critical spaces that you're using every single day mm-hmm. and make sure it's right before yeah. like anything solidified. So I also have to say we do showers all the time and we are so fortunate to get to work on these big, beautiful homes. I do not like a big shower. I like as small a shower as possible. I would love my camper. Bag. It heats up faster <laughs> and you're not freezing cold naked standing in a stone or tile room. It just takes forever to get warm, I find. And I'm like, what if the shower were the size of our luxurious clients' showers? Would they're like a room, you know? Yeah. yeah you just I be. I need to take four steps to shave my legs. Yeah. You know? yeah. Also, you don't need a shower that fits eight people. No. No, I mean, they are beautiful. It's just like a tile dream. They're fun to look at. But consider that, like, how does your human body feel in this space? Think about what you want, not what's going to be the most prestigious or the most beautiful to look at. First, think about what you want. You can make, we can make anything beautiful, right? Mm -hmm. And I think scale on a shower should be really well considered. We don't have any heights for you today on the shower other than... Oh, you know, I do though. Oh, okay. Actually, um, I was going to talk to you guys about the actual shower head. Did I keep that in my thing? No. Um, your shower head... Height? You guys, where did I... Sorry, guys. Anyway, is about like... I think the um, plumber usually puts it like a little bit lower as their average. I want to say it's like six, seven... Or something like that. By we've even gone to seven feet. You know, just depending on your shower head and like look at the dimensions of that about how much it extends and how much it arches down. Because if you're if you have one that arches down quite a bit, and you put that at the standard height, mm-hmm. like the six eight or whatever it is, um, it's too low. You know, like because it's a lot of them are going to hang. A lot of them are going to hang lower, mm-hmm. and so really consider that the way where you mount it actually needs to be higher, probably more around seven feet, mm-hmm. so that it can dip. And you yeah. guys, like anybody showering in there, isn't like ducking under to like get what, you know, yeah. sprayed. So yeah. that's good. So pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. I was going to say to your point of like knowing if you want a small shower or a big shower, know if you like glass or not. Mm-hmm. You know, just because I'm like, it's pretty. We love seeing all the tile work, but like I know you don't want like a full glass shower. You yeah. like walls on yours. I do too. Yeah. You know, I hate feeling exposed like that. I'm like, not saying that random people are walking into my bathroom. But it is like, it's, it's private, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a potty closet. It's private. Yeah. So I just, I feel like, I mean, it's gore. I have a glass shower door on mine, but the whole thing is enclosed besides that. And where I shower is quite a bit more deep in. Removed. So yeah, I don't, and it steams up and whatever, you know? So if my girls are in there borrowing stuff, they wouldn't be able to see me after a few minutes of it steaming up, but still it's. I don't know. You have to know how you feel about that as your designers helping you or as you're yeah. choosing what's beautiful because all the showers you're pinning are the showers you can see and they're probably glass boxes, which mm. is really the majority of the work we do today is the glass box with slab walls and, you know, beautiful marble tricks. Yeah. I mean, yeah. even if you're fine, like we shower with our kids, our kids are young, but like I'm, I've even talked to Marty about it. I was like, ah, oh, there's come, there's starting to get to a point where it's like, that's not okay. And I don't want yeah. just like our kids just coming into our bed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's, so thinking in the future, I think is also smart. Yeah. Be like, uh, when they're 15, am I going to want them just. Yeah. 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 Weird. Probably not. That is weird. Mm-hmm. Super weird. <laughs> anyway. Um, okay. I think that's all we had for the bathrooms. So um, lighting. I just want to talk quickly about this because um, can placement like up in your ceiling or just that overall light, you'll have like a general like lighting plan when you're building a home and the electrician or the architect just put this together. Electricians love a can and they love them everywhere. Like, and I see the benefit of them and I see, you know, why we need them in certain spots, but we don't need them every four feet. Mm-hmm. I think that's way too close. And usually with the standard diameter of a can is like five, six inches for your standard can. And so seeing those every four feet and sometimes even six feet is too much for a space. Mm-hmm. So really like look at that and 
one thing that like I've just been doing for myself just as like end of a design laboratory is like getting all my decorative fiction. I know this is super backwards. So a lot of people won't like this, but I'm getting my decorative fixtures in there to understand like how much, like how much light do I actually need mm-hmm. more light do I actually need before I implement that plan? Yeah. And I'm finding it's a lot less than what we, you know, we've historically seen on like reflected ceiling plans. Yeah. And so, and I would say like a four inch can is awesome. Three inch cans are awesome too, but it's twice as much as the five inch. Mm-hmm. So like depending on where you sit and how important this, this piece is to you, um, know that there's smaller ones out there too that are more discreet and like kind of tape in so you don't even see the trim kit at all. That's the ideal. It's ideal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I love those. Yeah. You know, there's so many cool things. Like I know in the showroom we have tracks and it's a really cool look and we're seeing it a lot right now. We're yeah. seeing mono points and there's just like more ways to illuminate a space than just the can every four feet. Yeah. Which is what your architecture lighting engineer is going to put in. Yeah. So I just want you guys to be aware of that. I do think because there's this trend on TikTok where it's mm-hmm. educating people and probably on Instagram as well about not using the big light and just having the cans yeah. and what, or sorry, just having lamps. the lamps on and things that are just warmer and more beautiful that I do think we don't need as many. I have cans throughout my house and I, so like I'll have, I have a bank of a million switches in my hallway and I'm like, Oh, what goes to why? I've been living in this house for nine years. Yeah, I know. I I've got thing. cans going down the hall, but then I do have chandeliers on both ends, right? One over center hall moment, one in my entry. They're the only lights I turn on. I always am like, I need to just put red tape over the cans switch. Because mm-hmm. I just, I don't love how the house looks. Um, and you want to be able to get the lumens right. But I think the way the architect, at least the way that it was explained to me, the way that they populate the plan with um, cans is they look at the beam spread at the bottom of the floor plan. So it starts narrow, it spreads big, and then they look at how those overlap. And that's how they come up with, I thought it was a six foot thing. So then you have overlapping, even pools of light throughout your house. But today I feel like the can is just not a good way to light it. I also feel like my temperature, I have an LED can, so I don't have a light bulb that I ever have to change. It just is what it is. And I don't, I don't remember what temperature I chose. I don't think I got a warm enough bulb, which is why I also hate it. So I'm, I, I said today I wouldn't do cans anywhere. I would just have my, I'd have sconces and hallways. I'd have my big lights and I just use lamps. I have pendants over my island. There's a few times where I turn on my, it's like cleaning or trying to find yeah. something. I'm turning on the cans in my kitchen along with the pendants, but it's not very often. Plus you have daylight during the day. It's like at night. And then even then it's, I don't know. I it's just, like too it's bright overkill. In the night. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You can hire a lighting engineer for your floor plan to really talk about like people can do, you know, up lights and their crown molds or they can do under counter, you know, lighting and yeah, all of that, yeah. all of that comes into play as well. And I do think that if you have a really beautiful light, or beautiful um, floor plan, I think it'd be worth meeting with a lighting engineer and saying, here's what I know I don't like, and then solve for it the right way instead of just getting the general can plan. Here's the other thing is you can always add cans. It's harder exactly. to take them out because then you got to patch it and yeah. do all of that. It's just like sealing always acne. Add cans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. I, I wish I would have thought more about that um, yeah. in, in building my home. But uh, yeah, so... Great advice. Uh, yeah. So cans. Um, I was just going to say sconce height usually is about 64, I think, to the center of the fixture, like in a, in a hallway, depending Pro on tip. the sconce. Yes. Too. If you have art lights, obviously that's going to be like more compositionally with the whatever you're hanging. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think just that's just like an average standard is 64. Yeah. Great. That's great. I think on your, like when you're looking at it for like your mirror, sconces that you're getting ready mm-hmm. in a bathroom. Um, think about your height, think about your husband or wife, what, what, whoever's height, significant other. And then just like kind of map that out again, kind of like understand your scale and even place those like the day of, you know, they can always whip a wire and then drill through and pull that out to the ideal height that you are at. Mm-hmm. If you're apprehensive of giving them a dimension. I think that that is key for every yeah. sconce. I totally. say pull a whip, do not give me a J box mm-hmm. because then you're locked in on, you only have one option for height. Yeah. I mean, you have a little degree, but I, I love the whip being able to really so choose on site. I would say everybody within the sound of my voice, you choose the height on site when you're doing sconces. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the sconce. A whip is just the electrical wire. They don't attach that to what the J box is what the fixture amounts to. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. 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 
Awesome. The J box is like, it looks like they've drilled the hole in the sheetrock and you're locked into this little plastic ring mm -hmm. with the wiring coming out. And I, if you move that, you have to patch somewhere. Right. Yeah. So, so I like just having the whip hanging out of the wall and then you get to really specifically choose those. Yep. Yeah. Don't let no, them so guess on I that. Know. Yeah. On the LED cans, because I just went through this for my shower and stuff. I'm like, that is way too cold. Can you please adjust that? And he took it down to the 2700 or he matched it with my sconce. Yeah. I'm like flip on the sconce, make sure that the temperatures are equal. So do that. Good advice. Okay. Awesome. Okay. We're getting close to being done, guys. You guys are hanging there. Fireplaces. I think the height of a fireplace, like mantle, I like 54, mm -hmm. like right in there. Sometimes just depending on the style, like shorter or even taller than that will scale with a room better. But I think 54 is just like nice, even like it's easy to decorate. This it's is a higher. one story room. Now, yeah. if you have a two story room, you're going to have to scale that. You might have a hearth or you might have other things. Yeah. At Rachel Parcells, you have to get on a ladder to decorate her mantle yeah. because it's a two story room. Yeah. yeah. So this is your normal. This is a normal house. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, know that there's some like leeway there. Mm -hmm. um, closets. This is a really important one to me. Okay. Closets on your plan. Your architect's going to usually draw it 12 inches deep, you know, for your actual like rod or clothes to actually hang. The finish work, um, finish verticals work. that they can hang the horizontal rods from are yeah. going to, they're like fins that come out from the wall. Those fins, he's going to draw in at 12 inches. Yeah. And to, just so you know, a hanger width is 18 inches. And so if you don't want to see hangers popping out, you know, like when we do closets, which I think we're really good at, we always like take those architect's plans at the very beginning and we immediately like say those need to be 24 and then you can understand your linear feet because mm -hmm. sometimes with a 12 inch, you have more linear feet, but really you don't mm -hmm. because the hangers. Because the clothes are hanging that. outside the cavity by yeah. a good six inches. Exactly. And yeah. so then I can say, okay, we actually need to grow this floor plan by two feet. You know, because you actually, we actually don't have enough room for an island or a peninsula or anything because those are too shallow. So yeah. anyway, keep that in mind. Always consider 24 to completely house that hanger. So it feels like really clean and crisp. Okay. All right. Excellent. Um, stairs. This was just like one other quick one is just like, uh, people are like, how wide do I do my runner uh, going up my stairs? We don't love end caps at all. We love a full like wood tread when possible. And then our runner just goes up and over that. And I like six inches from the outside of those treads in. Now that changes a little bit. If I have a balustrade running into like a post coming into the stair, mm -hmm. then I consider where that's sitting. And then I usually come in from that. So it's equal distance on each side. Mm -hmm. So, or like there's somewhere in the middle there. So it doesn't feel too short, too close to that balustrade and too, does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, usually six inches is like a good distance from like outside of tread to where the runner begins on width. Oh, I feel like a teacher. This is what teachers feel like. Okay. Um, <laughs> see their eyes glazing over that. Get done. Okay. Let's finish with art. Okay. Art, I think is really important. We've said this story before, but when I was hanging art with a uh, art hanger, professional art hanger in DC, he was very tall and he started hanging all our clients art at 60 inches from like the floor to the middle of the art. There's like these rules, okay, that you should know when you're hanging art. And that was like one of his. It's just like, yeah, the average is 60 mm -hmm. for like most human beings. And he hung some stuff and I was just like, too high. That needs to drop. And so I found out for that day that my dimension is 57, like from the floor to the center of the piece of art. For your height. For Suzanne Hall height, is. Mm -hmm. So if you are taller than me, you're likely somewhere between that 57 to 60 but even like, even with you, I've noticed like when they have hung it at 60, you're like, yeah. drop it just a little bit. So anyway, kind of know that but about yourself so that your tall husband, when he starts to go hang everything, like you get some say in it and you figure out what is your happy medium for you guys. I kind of feel like with art, too high is more awkward than too low. It's the yes. greatest offense when in most homes. Yeah. Yes. And it's the like, person hanging it's taller. Yeah. Mm -hmm. it, and... <laughs> Typically. Yeah. 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 And, and yeah. so, I mean, if, if anything, I feel like this last week when we were hanging all our stuff, I was like, man, that just even 60 inches. I was like, that feels a little awkward. I feel like that needs to come down just a little bit. And Thank that's, you. that's where it felt like in the pocket. I was like, okay, that yeah. feels right. Dude. Yeah. Also, I'll say this. Um, if you're hanging a little piece of art above a chair in your entryway, you're going to hang that art close to the top of the chair, like an inch or two above it. You're not going to use the 57 or 60 inch rule where you're, that's mm -hmm. eye level. It's too far away from the thing that it's hanging out with. 
right? The chair is grounding it and the painting is an accessory to the chair Mm -hmm. and you're going to hang that a lot lower. So there's also a relationship with the room or the furniture and you're going to scale that for that. In general, like Sue's saying, if you're just in a hallway and you're hanging a painting at the end of the hallway, you know, that 57 or 60 inch rule is fantastic. Also, there's, if it's above a console of some kind, I just feel, and you go, uh, 50, I, I think I ended up even coming down below 57 on this because I just, I liked the distance between the top of the console and the bottom of the artwork mm-hmm. just a little bit better. It, when I took it to 60, it felt disconnected, like it, yeah, disconnected. Yeah. Consider a composition. Yeah. 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 yeah I, like I will that. say too, like above a toilet, when we do art above a toilet, this yes. is like, I've seen it happen. Like even in our own firm, I'm like, you got to raise that art yeah, because you have the countertop height, you know, at that 36 inches, the toilet height's a lot lower. And so that rule for me doesn't count with the toilet, like of getting closer to the toilet. I still mm-hmm. want that a little bit higher. You want it you above know. the countertop height. I want it like above the average medium, inches. you know, like above that 36 inches. So it kind of lines up or something it has some composition. Um, mindfulness with like the mirror and the sconce mm-hmm. and then we're not dropping low for our art over there. Yeah. So it feels I really agree. considerate. So yeah. anyway, so consider that too. Mm-hmm. That's, That's an great. eyeball thing, but just pay attention to it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. Do you have a, do you have a last point you want to make about draperies? No, just the draper. There's a lot of dimensions and stuff with draperies. I started to like, think about it. I'm like, it's so individual, just go as high as you can. And I would say like the width of your window don't think that that's like where your current rod should end. It should extend on each side of your window, you know, a good 10 inches, I think. Yeah. Like just to be able to like get the most of your view and the most of your daylight, but have really healthy stacks of draperies on both sides. Mm -hmm. So, Because draperies live on the wall. They don't live in front of the window. window. You want to just frame that view. So yeah, you do want a really good stack Mm -hmm. on both sides of the window. And that's what you're measuring the rod to. Yeah, that's good all points. I, that's all I Sue have Hall. to say about that. Thank you for fundamental design principles. Yeah, that was great. I hope this is helpful for you guys as you're putting together your plans for new design in the coming year. Um, if you guys have any questions, please feel free to send them to Dear Alice at alicelanehome.com. We will catch you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. 